Is this thing on? Do you see me on this? Oh. Is this thing even on? For the love of God, is this? Is this even on? I don't even know if this is even on. Can you see me? You see me? Can you see me? If you can see me, this is a wonderful way to start a show. Can you can you see me? Can you see me? Yes, sir. you can see me. This is wonderful. Here I am staring like a like a jadrool, and I can't see myself. This is the oddest thing in the world. Are you sure you can see me? It's odd. You sure about that? You're not just saying that, are you? Don't tell me you're just saying. Don't say that just to say that. Please, for the love of God, don't don't say it. Don't make me think that I'm talking to myself. And then later on I look at this and I'm standing here asking. Don't you love when people do this? Am I on? Okay, let's go. Okay, let's wait. <laughs> this is this is the beauty of home broadcasting. This look. Okay, I'm on here. Great. There was one particular fellow who I liked very much. He was very, very good. And he still is. And his wife would come on. She'd stick her head out, and all of a sudden she'd she'd just get out of the way. She'd be in front, and then I'm thinking, this man has never figured out yet how to do this without his wife leaning in and then immediately absenting herself. How is everybody today? On a scale from one to, to three, how do you feel today? On a scale from one to three, one being terrible, three being phenomenally great, two being... How's everybody feeling? Oh, support. Oops. Did that did that knock me off? No, good, good. You touch this mic and it goes crazy. I'm feeling pretty good today. It's overcast. 70% chance of rain, maybe. The apps are never correct. Never, ever, at all, period. I want to make sure everybody's feeling terrific. You got a four. See, there's always, there's always somebody who says, you tell them one to three and they say four. Two. Two and a half. There you go. Ten. See, Diana said ten. She's a ten. Don't you love when they say that? How are you feeling? Compared to what? What do you mean how am I feeling? How am I feeling? Okay. There's a lot of people right now who are not feeling well. Always think of them. Remember, whenever you're having a bad day, whenever something is bothering you, whenever something is, is absolutely terrifying, I will take you to various hospitals, and we can go to certain wards, and you know what? Those people there would trade uh, you in a heartbeat, in any event. Let me ask you this question. Will Clarence, well, first of all, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you for being a part of this thing of ours. It's, it's a beautiful Saturday morning. Please know that for those who have just Tuned in. Somebody the other day says, oh, I just tuned in. I, I, I like what you're doing. Thank you very much. This is the Lionel Nation podcast. I don't know how to explain myself to you. I don't know how to explain it. I'm just me. This is my sole focus. The Constitution of the United States. And everything else is, for the most part, up for grabs. I'm glad you're here. Please support what we do. Please keep us going. If I had my druthers, if I had to do just one thing 
and one thing only. I would be on, I would have my own kind of video network. I'd be interviewing people. I'd be just talking about things that I want to talk about. It is, to me, what I'm here to do. So if you want to support us, great. We have chats, super chats, all of that stuff. Support what we do and also support the brave men and women and folks who do their thing every single day, making your life better and smarter and thinking and and aware. Let me talk to you about this thing called Clarence Thomas. Now, I'm going to talk to you about Clarence Thomas to explain to you what is happening, but I want you to understand that what it is that I'm going to explain to you may not make any difference to you or or mean anything to you unless you look at what he did irrespective of whether you like him or don't like him. Is this Abe Fortas over Who is this Abe Fortas? Abe Fortas. Is it? And the first question is, will he be impeached? The answer to that question, in my opinion, is no. No. Oh, that's good. Because he did nothing wrong? No. He doesn't have the votes. They are not going to impeach Clarence Thomas. Because he didn't do anything wrong. Possibly. But they're not going to impeach him because of the fact that he didn't do... He, he did just no votes. There is there, there are no votes. You're not going to get 51% votes in the House to, to, to file, if you will, articles of impeachment. Do you understand that? Do you understand that? There's nothing to do with... There's nothing to do with guilt, whether he's right or wrong, or a good justice... It's just not going to happen. And in my humble opinion, in my humble opinion, the thing that's the most important is that I don't like impeachment. Impeachment. I, 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 I think it is, it is this extraordinary remedy that should only be there, should only be available for purposes of people, for people who are doing the most egregious, the most egregious of, of, of uh, behaviors. And if there's no conviction that's even possible, don't even bother indicting. I mean, excuse me, well, indictment is really an impeachment. Now, see what happens. You could say, but everybody does it. That's not the point. Everybody does what Clarence Thomas said. That's not, that's not, that's, 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 no, no, no. That's not why we do things. Well, if the, Repo- the Democrats do, no, 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 no. That's, that's, a reality, but that's not the reason why. See, that's where we are today. We look at things in terms of, why he does it. What kind of justice is that? Question number one. Question number one. Under the rules, did Clarence Thomas violate the law? Apparently not. Did Clarence Thomas violate Ethics, ethics that gets you in trouble, ethics, not just ethics in terms of what we think ethically, but did he do something that will get him 
No. And there's a bunch of reasons for that. There are many, many reasons for that. And, and whether, you know, uh, Harlan Crone and, and all this other business, I mean, you, you can look at that and you can ask yourself whether that makes any sense. Does it matter? You know, that's... I don't like looking at it based upon, well, do I like him? No. The issue is simply this. Um... Does it apply? Harlan Crow, what, what's going on? The stories, and, and I want you to do me a favor, and I want you to listen to me. You're not going to ever find, not the truth, but you're not going to be able to triangulate the truth if you only listen to people who just think you're, who, why do I say this? You're, 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 you're not going to find people, or find the truth, if you just listen to people who agree with you. Go elsewhere. Listen to what AOC says. He's a weird dude. Apparently, I guess, he collects Nazi memorabilia, this Harlan Crow. Do other people do too? Yes. Do museums do it? Yes. Yes, but he does. What does that mean? Well, it just means that he's the guy who was apparently buddy-buddy with, with uh, Clarence Thomas, collects Nazi memorabilia. Okay, fine. They throw that in for good measure. Is it weird? I don't know. Do I have to explain collectibles to you? Collectibles? I know people who collect watches and pens, whatever. Granted, Hitler memorabilia. Maybe it's odd. I don't know. But here's the thing. And I don't understand this. Why doesn't Clarence Thomas, why didn't Clarence Thomas and his wife Ginny do the following? And I would have advised him of that. I would have advised him very, very... Oh, I got another high pollen alert. What am I supposed to do with that? I would have asked Clarence Thomas the following. You are under, you are in the crosshairs, so to speak. You, you cannot do anything wrong. You know this. This goes for any Supreme. Katanji, Brown Jackson, everybody. What I don't understand is why a Clarence, and this is my opinion, why Clarence Thomas did not go to somebody and say, do you know anybody who is expert in judicial ethics laws? Yes, good. Can you give me his number? Do any of you know? Yes, there's a, there's a lawyer. He's very good. His name is so-and-so. Good. I'm going to call him. Hello? Yes. This is Clarence Thomas. Yes, that Clarence Thomas. My wife and I would like to meet you. As you know, we're very controversial. And we have friends. We're going to tell you everything that we're doing, and you tell us whether we should report it or not. We go to our friend Harlan Crow's house. He's a billionaire. He collects German Nazi stuff. He has a signed copy of Mein Kampf. That's not the problem. Does that qualify as lodging, entertainment, in kind? Is this a violation of any law that you're aware of? Any? Is this a violation? Is a technical? We're telling you, we went on this day, this day, this day, this day. What did you do? We stayed there. Did he give you the house keys? No, we were his guest. Oh, that's different. Now, if he gave you the house, if he said, here, go and stay there for six weeks, 
That could be different. What else? But you know what? Report it anyway. That's a good idea. Let's report it anyway. What else? Well, here's some rental property, whatever. Report it. And Ginny, my wife, apparently worked on a uh, maybe maybe a, a, a nonprofit. I did a report it. They're only going to get you on not reporting it. Not that you did it, but the reporting it. Certain things doesn't matter. Taking money is another story. You can also say, say that he never had any case before us. He never had any case whatsoever before us. None. He had no case before us. Nothing. He never had any business. Argument could be made. Well, maybe he's just a Republican donor type who just wants to get whatever. Either way, what do I do? Report it. Report it. Okay. Now, do you think that's enough for him to step down? Do you really? Well, some people might say, if you're a Democrat, it does. If you're a Republican, not. Maybe there are some Republicans who, I don't think this in any way disqualifies him. But again, I'm against, I don't like impeachment. I'm not an impeachment person. I didn't think Bill Clinton should be impeached. I, I think that's a way of subverting, getting around uh, the appointment process and the like. Now, Abe Fortas. Who remembers Abe Fortas? Oh, yes, indeed. Abe Fortas, 1969, I believe. He was appointed by Lyndon Johnson. Abe Fortas, liberal Democrat, took $20,000 from some organization. I don't, I'm trying to remember if he was, if he was during... I don't think it was during his tenure. In any event, they went crazy. And guess who was his biggest detractor? Guess. Guess. Now, he's a liberal Democrat. Who was it? A Republican? Nope. Oh, they certainly had those. Fritz Mondale. Walter Mondale. A Democrat. And Senator... Sterling or somebody, he said no. And they said, now Walter, remember something here. What is it? Richard Nixon is the president now. We don't care. No, no, Walter, you don't understand. If he steps down as you want him to, Nixon's going to pick. It's going to tilt. I forget what the actual makeup was, but it's going to tilt conservative. Walter, Walter Mondale said, I don't care because the integrity of The court is at stake. This was then. Now all of a sudden you're going to hear people back and you say, wait a minute. This, this, this was, this is the way to do it. It was a Democrat, of course. Okay. But he's not going to be impeached. Doesn't have the votes. He's certainly not going to be convicted. I think it's sloppy. I think it's sloppy. Because they know. You know, he knows, they know, everybody knows. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? I don't understand it. Has there ever been a justice of the Supreme Court who has ever been impeached? Has there ever been a a justice of the Supreme Court of SCOTUS ever impeached 
Do you? Yes or no? Has there ever been? This is important to know this. Ever? Have you? Think about this. Most people say, ah, how would I find out? Oh, I don't know, there's a thing called Google. And the answer is yes, once. Justice Chase, Salmon Chase. Uh, there was no conviction, he was impeached, that was about it. Up till now, there have been, oh yes, Supreme Court justices can be impeached, absolutely. And what I did was, I went and I asked our good friend at ChatGPT, I said, what, 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 what's the story here? Oh, this ChatGPT is just fantastic. Just incredible. So I asked the question, and it said that Thomas has been associated with Harlan Crow, a wealthy businessman and conservative political donor in the past. In the early 1980s, when Thomas was the head of the EEOC, he attended several dinners hosted by Mr. Crow, who was then a major donor to conservative causes and organizations. Justice Thomas also reportedly stayed in Mr. Crow's vacation house in Texas and received a personal loan from him. Then in 2011, a controversy arose over Justice Thomas's failure to disclose his wife's income from the Heritage Foundation. Blah, 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 blah. And it, it says here, um, again, this is ChatGPT, which I love. It's worth noting that Justice Thomas's association with Mr. Crow and other conservative donors has been the subject of debate and scrutiny among legal and political observers, and it has led to questions about his impartiality and independence as a Supreme Court justice. Is there anything called impartiality? Is there anything called impartiality? Is there anything called impartiality? Does that make any sense to you? What is impartiality? Does that make any sense? Does this? Is there anything... Someone believes that someone called City uh, and uh, ChatGPT are kind of the same. No. 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 We'll get to that later. Again, my problem is that I cannot explain to people what artificial intelligence is. So the bottom line is simply this. Is there such a, do you think that Justice Alito is impartial? What does that mean? What does that mean? There's no such thing as that. This is this is this is the thing. This there's no such thing as it. What you believe in, the thing which is the most important that nobody wants to talk about, is that the the story which is up up for grabs here is the Constitution, which we talk about kind of as a sort of a of a prop, if whatever. We don't really really understand just what it means. And that's the thing which is the most critical. It is the most critical to me to explain what it is that this thing means. Now, as we speak, there is also a fascinating subject. A fascinating subject. Because there is a, as you know, there is a, the abortion pill ruling. What's happening with that? The Supreme Court, last night the Supreme Court issued a decision last evening that maintained the FDA's approval of a 
commonly used abortion pill. And they're deciding, well, what do you do with this? Uh, Mephepristone. And what is the most interesting about that? I can't even begin to discuss with people because of the fact that it's a subject matter that is so... It, 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 it is so... How do I say this? It, it makes people so incredibly insane in terms of the subject matter that the subject, the, the, the way it got there is, is important. The Dobbs case basically said, very simply, that there's no more federal abortion guarantee. Roe and Casey were overruled, in essence, reversed. They were gone. So now, because they said under the Constitution, under the substantive due process provision and the like, there is no such thing. There is no such thing as this right to privacy pursuant to Griswold and others. So whatever it's worth, Roe has been overruled, reversed. It is no more good law. Therefore, if you have a particular state and you want to allow abortion, prohibit abortion, just like with capital punishment, interesting corollary, you can do this. But here's the story. What happens if somebody says, we're not interfering with the right to abortion. We're looking at this from the regulatory arm regarding the FDA and what particular types of, not, not the Supreme Court per se, but let's say, for example, let's say that a state says, we don't particularly like this, the way this drug is administered. We don't like the fact that a woman has to go three days. I forget the particular protocol. You can't get it through the mail. You got to go to a doctor. You have to, that, that there are these provisions. Some people say, wait a minute. That, that protocol that you are making, that you are making attendant to this particular drug, in essence, invalidates the efficacy of having the, the, the right to an abortion via this medication. Oh, no, 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 we're not doing that. We're, we're not doing that. This is merely the regulatory, this is another, this is, this is just a concern regarding the medication, and you're going to go back and forth with that. So you have multiple issues here. You have, yes, the issue of Roe and Casey, which is pretty much moot because of Dobbs, but you have this new issue about what about this drug? Because it will be argued that when you try to limit or overrule or make illegal this drug, what you are doing is you are, in essence, making a woman's ability to have an abortion improper. Now, that's going to go on forever. But in the meantime, the way that this is being explained to you, I don't think is very clear. Because the issues are different. And you've got some of the brightest minds and the brightest people on both sides of the issue working together to try to figure out how they're going to do this. Now, what this does politically, as far as that goes, is an argument that you can have later on. I'm only talking about this thing called the Constitution. And there was this case that came about that basically said, under Griswold, under Griswold, this notion of privacy via this, the penumbra of rights, 
Someone writes, the courts should not be deciding whether a drug is safe. Their answer would be, the court is not deciding. The court is deciding whether the FDA is correct in saying something is or isn't safe. That is what's being happened. It's not the courts sitting back and deciding whether this is correct or not. And invariably, what's going to happen, as is the case with Justice Thomas, as is the case with this, you are not going to have anybody able to discuss this with a dispassionate way of looking at it, irrespective of what you particularly feel as to the subject. This is, this is where we are right now. And it is incumbent upon you and everybody else to ask yourself the question, all right, my political argument is over here. That's fine. You're entitled to that. My argument as far as the law and the Constitution is over here. That's the story. That is the story. If I say that a state, or put it this way, that the removal of a federal prohibition, excuse me, the removal of a federal guarantee of abortion, if that is removed, if that is the case, What does that mean for a state that says, great, we elect to have abortion, okay, or terminate a pregnancy, whatever it is, all right. Another state, state of Florida and others, want to ban it, want to, whatever, uh, seven weeks, six weeks, whatever it is, okay, fine. But what happens if somebody says, and the way we want to be able to use this is through a particular drug. FDA comes in and says, yes, another state says, no. Then the court says, we're going to now determine whether the FDA or this particular, or the parameters in this particular case make sense. That's what it's about. So what you have to do is you have to ask yourself, do you want to understand how this works or not? Do you want to? The same thing happens with the death penalty. The same thing happens with a lot of things. It's the same thing, the same issues. And what's happening, I'm sorry to say, is that maybe if people understood a little bit better, and I blame the legal profession, legal, uh, legal scholars and the like, who don't explain this to you. That's what I blame, or whom I blame, that. That's the part. Now, what's interesting to note is one of the debates that you will always hear is whether the Constitution is a living, breathing, protean, changing document, series of documents that, that evolves over time. Does that make sense to you? Doesn't that sound good? Ginsburg has said that. Kennedy has said that. A lot of people say that this, that the Constitution itself, it has to evolve. It can't, you know, 1789 is it's not going to speak right now. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? That the Constitution cannot change. It's just there. This is a very counterintuitive idea. Very counterintuitive. People say, but, but, but shouldn't be, but we have new technology today. We have things that don't apply to the time of the Constitution. We have, we have digital concerns. We have, we have intrusion and surveillance. We have all of these things. Don't you understand how different this was? Don't you understand how different it was? 
the, the, the rules today don't apply. You, you can't look back to the First Amendment. Read this. The Second Amendment. The first, what does this even mean? These are antiquated. Are they? Well, why don't you change it? We can't change it. What, a constitutional Congress? Convention? We can't, we can't do that. That's where we are right now. And that's the issue. And the issue that people really have to understand is simply this. Let me ask you this. Let's assume I'm a line judge for the county. No, I'm a line judge for a tennis tournament. And I am... uh, I'm sitting here, and it's Nadal against Federer or whoever it is. And I'm watching this. And I'm thinking to myself, save, in, in, in. This is ridiculous. These are the best players in the world. They, they, they are so good and so incredible by virtue of their talent. I can't believe we're using these, these antiquated... Look, look, look how big this lane is. It's ridiculous. That was good for Don Budge or Jack Kramer but, or Bill Tilden, but, but not, not these guys. So you know what I'm going to do? Even though this ball is in, I'm going to call it out because I think tennis as an evolving sport, even though the tennis rules say something else, I I don't think this applies. And under the doctrine of competitiveness, the same way that William O. Douglas came up with the with the the doctrine of privacy, just made it up. I'm going to make up this new one. I'm going to call them out when they're in. And when they tell me, wait a minute, where did you get that from? No, you don't understand. You see, the Constitution evolves and so do the laws of tennis. But we didn't change the rules. You don't have to change the rules. We don't have to wait for you to officially change the rules of tennis. I think independently, as a, as a line judge... I think it's incumbent upon me to use these ever-changing values to show people what's going on. That is a problem that we have. And that is so dangerous and so, so incredibly dangerous because we don't know where that goes. We don't know where. We, 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 we don't know. Who decides what law? I don't know. We don't teach people this enough. We don't explain it. People have this idea. Justice Scalia years ago talked about this Prego tomato sauce. Was it Prego? It was a tomato sauce commercial. And the line was, the husband says, wait a minute, is there oregano in this? It's in there. Is there a basil? It's in there. And that's the way people think about the Constitution. It's in there. It's 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 there. It's all there, whatever you want. It's there. It just magically, it just shows up. It's magically there. It's wonderful. It's there for you, whatever you want. Whatever. That's it. They should, there should be a law against that. Same thing. The Constitution is so quiet and silent about the number of justices. Marriage, it doesn't say anything about. Voting, one man, one vote. No taxation without representation. The number of justices on the court? Nothing. I didn't say anything about that. In fact, the Bill of Rights was an afterthought when they realized this original version of this didn't touch anything regarding individual rights. Now, here's the story of a lovely lady. No, here's the story. If you don't know that, you're wasting your time. 
If you don't understand how this thing works, then when you watch TV or you watch any news show or whatever, if you don't understand the rules, it's like me watching cricket. Do you understand that? It's, it's, I, I can watch cricket, but I don't under, I really don't understand it. But I see people clapping, so I guess I'll stand up and I'll clap. Yeah, hey, hey, what happened? I don't know. Something or that. And the majority of the cases that the Supreme Court handles are so, you should read, check out SCOTUS blog. Look at what they grant cert to. Grant certiorari, review. Some of these cases are, what? What? I still don't know what the Establishment Clause stands for. The Privileges and Immunities Clause. I don't know what that means. The Third Amendment. Here's one. Here's my favorite. What does this one mean? This is the... Okay. Everybody loves this. This is the Ninth Amendment, right? This is the Ninth Amendment. The enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. What does that mean, and when is it used? When? It's not that... What, what does it... The Ninth Amendment. When, when does it come up? The Third Amendment is still my favorite. No soldier shall in time of peace be quartered in any house without the consent of the owner, nor in time of war, but in a manner to be prescribed by law. This was a big problem. And there was somebody who was going to, who was going to use it. I think they were going to use it by analogy somehow. There was another statute or something which... Now here is the first. This is my favorite. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. What does that mean? Congress. What about the states? What about the city? What about the county government? Congress? Is this for Congress? This is the first line, the First Amendment. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. What does it mean, respecting? What does that mean? An establishment? Or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Wait a minute. During, uh, during, the, the, during uh, Prohibition, there were people who wanted to use you know, uh, wine, and some people want to use peyote and other kind of drugs. They, they were prohibited from this. How does this work precisely? It, it, it says here, there were definitely prohibitions against it. Or, or were there? I don't know. How about, or abridging the freedom of speech? Wait a minute. The freedom of speech, what does that mean? Or the freedom of press? Or press? Why isn't press speech? What do you mean the press? Do blogs... Does, does social media apply? Is that or the right of the people to peaceably assemble? Ooh, that one's interesting. And to petition the government for a redress. What did? Let me ask you a question. Yes or no? Answer number one for yes. Number two. Is there freedom of speech in this country? Yes or no? Listen to what I'm saying. Answer my question. Is there freedom of speech? In this country, yes or no? And by the way, the TikTok bill 
is a very frightening, very frightening bill. What is it called? The restrict, what's that called? The, the restrict act. Very scary. Very scary. There were, there were statutes about adult entertainment and children that I thought, whoa, very overbroad. Is there freedom of speech in this country? Pete says it depends. What does that mean? Of course there's freedom of speech. Go outside. Say whatever you want. Say what you want about Donald Trump or Joe Biden or anybody you want. Nobody's going to arrest you. Is there freedom of speech? Is there freedom of speech? What are you talking about? Of course there's freedom of speech. Now imagine somebody who comes here from another country and they're a little scared. And you say, well, what can't you say? Can you say anything? Well, well, what can't you say? Well, you can't libel. Oh, the Dominion case? Oh. Do you think anybody understands that? No. The Dominion case is huge. Huge. Well, what does that mean? Can I... Somebody says, can I yell fire? Remember the old one? Yell fire in a crowded theater? Or yell theater in a crowded fire? Can you yell fire in a crowded theater? Can you yell fire in a crowded theater? Yes, if the crowded theater is on fire. They never tell you that. Can you falsely yell fire? No. Is that misinformation? What? Why can't you yell fire? When there's no fire. Because people may be trampled, I guess. Well, isn't that the risk you take? What if you say something which is similar to this? I don't know what you mean. Do you know why, by the way, Oliver Holmes, Oliver Wendell Holmes, you know why they said fire in a crowded theater? It was because during the time, during theaters, they had this film that was treated with these chemicals, and there was a candle or something, or something like that. and the, the chance of fire was these this, these chemicals and this, so it, it was a very serious concern. What does that mean? Someone writes, freedom of speech does not mean is without consequences. Excuse me, freedom to me means without consequences. Freedom means absolute, unfettered, unrestricted speech. I can say what I want. Now you give me these exceptions? What kind of freedom is that? You can go anywhere you want. Just don't go here, 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 there, 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 or there. Any place else, have at it. What do we even mean by that? We need to have classes to teach people. What does that mean? What does the establishment of religion? Look at your coinage. I don't do you have ever do you ever get a coin anywhere? We have this little thing by the door. It's this, I don't know what it is. We got like coins, like four coins. We don't get coins. I don't even know what it is. But it says, in God we trust. In God we trust. Is in God we trust the official establishment of a religion? Is that not an official establishment of religion? Is that not your government saying that we hereby declare that there is a monotheistic religion that believes in God? Do you believe that? Yes or no? This is your government. What if your government said there is no God on coins? You would say, wait a minute. 
You can't say that. I'm not establishing it. I'm definitely not establishing a religion, and I'm not, pre- I'm not preventing your free exercise. What's wrong with having coins go into a courtroom and says there is no God? How does that work? How does that work? What's wrong with that? And the answer is very simple. Under the Establishment Clause, under the cases, and New Dow would have been the perfect case had the Supreme Court not punted, whenever you pass on the validity of a religion whether it exists or don't exist, whether you say anything, it deals with the establishment. Establishment doesn't mean the Church of England. It means, by some interpretations, that when the government endorses, ratifies, speaks to either the validity or invalidity, it it violates the rules. You can't do that. That's what should have been said. But it's not. And Scalia hated establishment, and others as well. And I thought that New New Dow case, remember that one nation under God? Why was that there? Because the one under God was added to the uh, Bellamy, uh, what was it, Bellamy? Um, Not Bellamy. The, The socialist, the socialist, France, you know what I'm talking about. The, what's the name of the fellow who came up with the, who, who, who wrote the Pledge of Allegiance? Oh, who wrote that? This is, I can't wait for you. Who wrote the pledge? See what I'm doing? See what I'm doing? It's called Francis Bellamy. Okay. Uh, he died in Tampa, Florida, by the way. Maybe you know that. Now, what happened was, right around 1950-something, Right around the time when we were at the height or height of uh, this thing called uh, the uh, this this Russophobic Cold War, we wanted to show those godless Ruskies that we were different. So we did this one nation under God. We added this under God. And if you read the original, if you read, if you read the original, how do we say this? If you read the original legislative intent for this, are you online, by the way, honey? Yes. Oh, okay. Thank you. (laughs) Anyway, if you read the original intent of this, this was added specifically but the Knights of Columbus, it was pushing, it was pushing. I just was curious if that, if that was coming. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It, the, the, it, it was pushing this notion of flags. But at the time, you're going to love this one. If you go back at what the pledge was, the way they did the pledge, they put their hand out and they swung it across and it looked like another certain hand gesture that was, well, reminiscent of something we don't want to discuss. I mean, it was incredible. So Michael Newdow, the Newdow in this case, he said, under God, and there was a, spe- there was a specific case that said you cannot compel children, but if a child doesn't say that or sits down, there's ignominy. And also, he wanted to know, is it not right for the government to be involved in even, even involving itself? Because this was pursuant to a statute. It wasn't a statute that, that mandated behavior. It wasn't a statute that, that, that mandated that you have to do this. 
that there was some criminal penalty to it, like the flag statute. It's not a part of that. But this was a question which I wish they would have answered. And you know what the Supreme Court did? You know what they did? After they granted cert, they said, you know what? He doesn't have standing over his kid. Or he's no standing because his child is not, doesn't live with him. After all of that work and all that tedium, we never found out. I could go on and on. I still don't know what the Establishment Clause means. What about crush scenes? What about what about nativity scenes at post offices and federal buildings? What about nativity scenes? What about in God we trust? What about going into we have we have, we have a chaplain in the in the Congress? You have in the Supreme Court Moses giving the statute. Are these or are these not a violation of the establishment? Granted, not the full-throated establishment of a national religion, but the endorsement, the private endorsement of it. Okay. We're going to stop right there. I want you to think this. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to react less, and I want you to think more. React less, think more. Think. Let it run through your mind. Let it run through your head. Yeah, 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 that's it. That's the ticket. That's what I want you to do. That's what's critical to do. That. I want you to think about what this means and where this goes. Don't react necessarily in terms of what you want to be the outcome. Think in terms of how you want uh, logic to dictate. Okay? Okay. Follow me at Lionel Media. We are independent, focused, me and everybody else in this beautiful world. And what we're trying to do, what I'm trying to do, I can't speak for everybody else, is to make you think. And I want you to say, I never thought about that. You know what? He's right. I'm going to wait a little bit. Yeah, I may like this guy or not like this guy or like this party, but you know what? That's a good point. Well, honey? There are no likes. Where are the likes? Mrs. L says it. She's pounding her fist. Can you hear it? Where are the likes? Are you liking this? Are you subscribing to this? What are you doing? What is your statement of, yes, keep going? I went to this thing the other night. It was this wonderful event. And there was this evangelical, I guess for lack of a better word, contingent, and one gentleman was standing up like this and he was putting up his hand and he was, it was great. And as people were speaking, they saw this and they spoke more. He just went like this. It was like, it was like going back to church. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. And that is what we do. We need, we need affirmation. We have 116 likes. You have the ability to support us, to like us, to do... Do you see this? We have our our once famous super chat uh, ability. It is now in full force. Did you notice that? Maybe you didn't notice that. But it's there. All kinds of ways to say yes. Hallelujah. Keep up the good work. Isn't it something? This is going to change the world. What you're seeing right now, this, this is the future. No, strike that. This is now. Look at us. 
There are people like me all over the place who are doing their best, doing their best to say, you know what, this is the way, this is the way I see things. That's all. This is the way I see things. And you may think whatever you want about me, you may think about my politics or what I'm from, I swear to God, I don't fit in anywhere. I don't fit in these places. I don't. Because the way I see it invariably is different than anything most people have seen. I'm not a reactionary. So like this, subscribe to the channel, support the channel. This is it. There are people, I have heard people, I have heard some of the best lectures, news stories. And by the way, as I've told you, I don't necessarily listen just to people. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Fred Brown. Mr. Fred Brown, honey, and his band of renown, $1.99. Fred, Fred, I'm going to earn that, Fred. I'm going to earn that buck ninety nine. I'm going to do it for you, Fred. This is this this is a Fred Brown show. Fred Brown and his band of renown. Fred Brown, you know what I mean? That's for you, Fred. That's for you. That's for you. Haven't heard these in a while, have you? Oh no, there's been no reason to. You hear that? That's the sound of freedom. That's the sound of freedom. I saw a kid the other day in the elevator. No better play. I said, "Hey, did you?" did not. I heard it coming from you. I did not. I loved it. Greatest talent in the world. People. Ladies and gentlemen, Raul Rodriguez says to Fred Brown, oh no you don't Fred. Oh no Fred. Raul? That's you Fred. I mean that's you Raul. Raul. Raulito. This is the greatest thing still ever it, I, Robin Hunter says, oh yeah, I'm going to throw some foreign money at you. I, I don't think they understood it. Maybe it's okay. Ladies and gentlemen, love me. You, you call, this is, I'm a manualist. And I have been doing this my entire life. And Mrs. L will tell you. She has a look of daggers in elevator. Don't do that. She just shakes her head, no. I used to work with a a wonderful man named Bruce Anderson. He was my Ricky Lee, Ricky Lee Jones. Jack Simpson, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Jack Simpson says, don't even think about this. That's for you, Jack. And Hang on. I know this is gross, but this is the... There we go. You get a different timbre. I worked with a guy named Bruce Anderson. Very nice. He was my newsman, WABC, Morning Drive. We were going down the elevator. We were at Two Penn Plaza, 17th floor. Worked with Rush Limbaugh and Bob Grant and everybody else. And as we're leaving, the elevator stopped at every floor. Ladies and gentlemen, goal, Kiaka 20. Thank you, Kiaka. Hang on a minute. That's a Kiaka. It's your own. That's your own one. That's, that's, when you hear that one, can we do this? Is this? People all over the country says, this is good. I can go to any... Have you seen my new favorite, Zauli dancing from the Ivory Coast? That, that dancing like this? I could go there and say, do you know what this is? They go, we know what that is. Anyway, so we're in the elevator, jammed in, and there's my man Bruce. 
And I looked at him and I said this. He said, no. No. I said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to happen. And he kind of moved over. I said, where are you moving? We're in an elevator. Where do you think you're going? And he said, no, don't. I said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he moves over and he starts reading the, the, the sign. Like the the inspection. I said, that's not going to do anything. Ladies and gentlemen, wait, Raul Rodriguez for the goal. Raul. Raulito. Óyeme. Para ti, señor. Oye. Que chulo, chico. So as we're in the elevator, I'm moving over and I did, I hit the loudest. I remember it was because sometimes with the humidity and different things and it was the most sonorous, and I turned to him, I said, Bruce, for the love of God. And he turned, he said, I, I said, oh yeah, right, blame me, thanks. People were getting off. It's the sound that terrifies. Since I was a kid, it's brought me more joy. Yeah, some. And we'll, <laughs> you, know, you know, sometimes it, this is terrible. This is terrible. But you know what? Cemeteries, you see this? Mine's going to be like this. And I'm not doing the old... Remember the old uh, Babe Ruth? Hey, we're winning. Well, not really. We're, have you ever heard this behind your ear? Have you ever heard this behind your ear? Like right behind your ear? Like in a movie theater? People will jump. It's the loudest thing. They're wondering, how close was the source of this to my ear? Notice the level of sophistication. Okay. Raul Rodriguez. I got your back, Raul. I got your back, Papi. Que chulo. Que rico, chico. Well, my friends, I want to thank you. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for what you appear to do. Thank you for doing this. We have been together for a long, long time. You know, it's also, I'm seeing some names that come back from the past. Remember the old days we had, oh, we had so many, so many great people and they come and they kind of go and they, it's a very, it's a very wonderful and a very strange thing. What a journey we've been through. What a journey. And if, if ever somebody could ever figure out how to do this on regular TV, they might save TV, but they're not. Ladies and gentlemen, I thank you. Mrs. L, thank you. A couple of prefatory words. First, we have some wonderful, wonderful things I want to tell you about. Lynn's Warriors. Lynn's Warriors, please go. Please go to her YouTube channel. Please sign up. Subscribe. She's doing so much, so much to help you, so much to help kids. She is a she's an angel, and I mean that. At Twitter, follow her at Lynn's underscore Warriors. Anyway, it is so great to see you. By the way, do we like eight o'clock? Is eight o'clock the best time for us? Look at this, Waylon Smiley says, fifty nine years old, and you made me cry laughing this morning. You are awesome. You hear that? To laugh like that. That means more to me, Wayland, than you have any idea. Remember Wayland Flowers and Madam? What was that about? Remember that? That with the chin? That I'm a walking anachronism. I remember things that... Don't you remember Wayland Flowers? Remember that guy Ron Hall with the emu? Remember that one? Don't you remember these weird puppets? The strange, like, psychotic puppets? 
thank you. To laugh, to make somebody laugh. We had a woman, we had a friend in the family named Mrs. Young. Mrs. Young was in a wheelchair. And she'd always say, tell me a joke. And I said, well, you know, I... So, yeah, I tell her a joke. She says, oh my, oh my, oh my. And I said, what's the matter? And her daughter says, no, no, she's, she can't, she has incontinence. I said, oh, oh no. Okay, I'll stop. He goes, no, tell me. He goes, no. And they're yelling at me, stop doing it. So she's telling me, no, tell me a joke because she's crying and she's, you know, as you can imagine, it's, it's not pretty. <laughs> so that's my claim to fame. I make elderly women wet themselves and soil themselves. That's the way it is. Let me tell you something, my friends. To laugh at something. And the stuff I I don't laugh. I'm not a laugher. I'm somebody who says, oh, that's my thing. Oh, that's, that's good. I remember the last time I really laughed hard. Do we laugh? I mean, seriously, do we? It's the greatest thing in the world. There are some pictures, by the way, there, there are pictures of kids on YouTube, little kids laughing. I'm thinking, what are they laughing at? What is funny? To, they're laughing at something and they're getting a kick. And in their brain, they're making an association of something they don't even know what it is. Is it irony? Is it mockery? Is it How do they know it's okay? Tim's been watching at least three years. You must be tired, Tim. For three years, dear God. Imagine, Tim, when I was off the air and you're still like this. Tim, what are you doing? Mom, I'm watching. Tim, he's not on. No, I just, I keep watching it. Year two. Tim, are you watching him still? He, watch him when he's on. No. I want to keep watching. Remember the old joke? Is it every day? My friend. My friend says, I run seven miles a day. It's a true story. And I said, well, let me see. So by Sunday, you're what, about 50 miles from home? And I was dead serious. He goes, no. I come back. I said, oh. I put on a clean pair of socks every day. At the end of the week, I can't even put my shoes on. Remember those old jokes? Phyllis Diller standing by. Tim standing by. She was like Joan Rivers. You know, Joan Rivers was a very nice person. Very, very nice person. Who remembers Rula Lenska? Am I the only one? Mrs. Mrs. Eloise says, are you bringing up Rula Lenska? Rula Lenska was Alberto Villafai goes, hello, I'm Rula Lenska. And as a kid, I asked my mother, who's Rula Lenska? She's whatever it is. And when I go out at night, I, I said, who's Rula? That's my book. Pete says, I've been with you since 2016, right after the election. I remember you from PIX. Bless your heart. You know, Pete, one night, Mrs. L will verify this. It was on WPIX, PIX 11 News, which is an institution here. They were the first ones to do the the, the Yule log. Uh, oh, Senor Wences. All right. And um, Mrs. L and I were walking. 8th Avenue, remember that? This guy's walking behind us. And I hear this under his voice, cursing, cursing, mad, fat, mad. Just, I thought, just just keep going, just just keep going. 
Don't don't worry about it. I'll take care of this. I'll take care of this. It's getting closer and closer. I say, you get near the street. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm, I'm not going to look at him. But he's coming behind me, and I can hear him, and he's filthy, cursing. He goes past me, turns. I said, oh, no, here we go. And he says, hey, I watch you all the time. I said, great. Turns around, keeps going, cursing under his lip. What about the guy from Rikers? What was it New Year's Eve? Right outside of a diner, he says, we watched you at Rikers every night. I said, thank you. Thank you. Can I tell you my greatest? Oh, Bob Lasseter. I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you my greatest. Yeah, Rikers, right, Rikers Island, the prison, the jail. One of my greatest moments ever. And only I can tell you this. Because I don't know if this happened to anybody else. I actually was coming out of PICS. It was on 42nd. At the Daily News building. And I was, whatever it is, and there was a, a bus stops in the middle of the street. A bus. Door opens up. The guy says, hey, how, you know, his driver, how are you? Uh, thanks. He says, where are you going? And I said, well, I'm going over. He goes, come on. And the thing said off, you know, the off duty. He gave me a bus ride home. Pull up. The doorman looks and goes, Bus doesn't stop there. It does for me. That was it. You can have whatever you want. I had my own bus. That's making something. Bob Lasseter. Bob Lasseter used to be the... Listen to his voice. He He was one of the most talented people. WFLA was the greatest talk radio show ever. I was a caller, just a caller. I had no idea what I was doing, and they put me on, and it was the rest was history. And have you? Who has smelled Limburger cheese? Have you ever smelled this? He's always having on TV TV shows Limburger cheese. Remember that Limburger? It was that awful smell. Have you ever smelled? Have you ever smelled Limburger? It's horrible. No. You know how sometimes you say, well, it smells bad. Goes, no, it's really not bad. This, this is, this is horrible. This is you go to the doctor smell. If you ever smell this coming up, you're rotting. There's something, there's, there's, you're necrotic. Bob, La- <laughs> Bob Lasseter came on after me. And he would always complain. He was a fan and I put his most, one of the most talented, who had a voice like you can't believe. Underneath the console, there was this wall, and you turn the screw, and this this wood panel came up, and you could do all the you know all the electronic stuff, and you could put the you could put the uh, cables or whatever it is, and you put this piece of wood back up, and you turn the key, and that's it. We took this bag of Limburger that the program director, the late Bob Schumann, gave me. It was like God. He goes, no, no. So as I left my shift, and I knew Lasseter was coming, I moved this thing back, put it underneath, put it in there, put the board back. It's underneath you, so you can't... And you don't know where it's coming from. It's like everywhere. It doesn't... It doesn't... It doesn't. You don't smell it. It's not a directional thing. It's like everywhere. It permeates every soul of your being. It's like, where is this coming from? I was listening on the way home 
And I very rarely laugh. I felt like a terrorist. I'm laughing as... <laughs> he was just... People would... He was calling everybody in. What you tell me what this... What is this? And he says, I know it's you, Lionel. I don't know what you did. But I know... And they don't know where to look. Again, it's not directional. It's everywhere. It's in the corner. It's over here because it's this funk. They're going to bring a cadaver dog in there. It was the best time ever. And I'm listening to this. And he never got through a call. He never... Oh, it was wonderful. Just... He was one of the most talented people ever. Can I tell you another story too? You want to hear a terrible story? This is a true story. A true story. Listen to what I'm telling you. I, I, I saw this. And he felt terrible about it. There was a guy named Dick Norman. Uncle, Uncle Dickie Norman. And Dick Norman had a, 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 a show on WFLA, 970 WFLA. We were downtown Tampa. And it was the day Ted Bundy was. And he went crazy. Dick Norman one day went to a, uh, he used to do his routine. He would go to this, like a Circle K or something. And he got his coffee and his newspapers. And then went, for some reason, I don't know what happened. His car got out of gear, the accelerator. He went back. There were these propane tanks or something in front. It ignited and he was killed. Tragedy. Tragedy. Dick Norman had a great voice. Uh, Lassiter, there's a rule in radio. Never leave your shift until your replacement comes. Never. You never say, I'm assuming he's going to be here. Unless you see that person, they give you the clear, you can't leave. Because a guy could be late or whatever it was. So Bob, kind of making a bit out of it, he goes, okay, where's Dick Norman? Of course, he's tragic. And he kept saying, you better have a good reason for this one. Oh, it was... And when they went in and told him, or he found out later, it was like, you could... It was it was radio that was so... You know when something is so real and authentic, you can't believe you're hearing it. You can't believe it's like, wow. It is so real. Just, um... Uh, that that was just... So sad. We We've had some people that we've known... People who've, uh, I don't want to go into too much of this, but it's, it's very, very sad. Um, hang on a second. There was a, there was a fellow in 2009, WABC, his name was George Weber. And he was murdered. And it was one of the saddest things. One of the most talented people. We had so much fun. I got to tell you something. And I'm going to just, I just want you to listen to me. It kills me what has happened to radio. Radio in the old days was so exciting. It was so frontier. I was so lucky. 
in October of 1988, I started on weekends. Rush Limbaugh was just kind of coming into his own. Florida was the hotbed. It was great. Larry King, Neil Rogers. Florida was it. It was the best frontier Wild West radio you've ever heard. Personalities like you can't believe. And they just let you go. Nobody cared about Just make it interesting. Just, just make it interesting. It was a theater of the mind. Uh, Rush Limbaugh killed that. And I say that with all due respect. Rush Limbaugh came. Everybody wanted to be Rush and it changed it. But you could actually be your own your own persona. You could be uh, J. Marvin, a classic, absolutely politically antithetical to the point he passed away. So great, so wonderful, so terrific. Uh, our friend Chef Miles. We, we, this, it was the best. I can't tell you. People remember uh, Jerry Williams. Jerry Williams, by the way, was the original one who started the... Uh, didn't he do the teabag tea um, protest? Uh, I, can't, I can't tell you what... Um, we had a wonderful... There was a guy years ago. The greatest... The greatest show. I love the uh, specialty shows. His name was... Um, Gil Witten. Gil Witten did the plant show on WFLA on the weekends. You couldn't get through Florida plant shows. Oh, Ron and Ron, Neil Rogers, yep. Mark Larson, Rick and Suds. I remember those names. Yes, yes, yes. Isn't that something? And there was this this wonderful man, Gil Whitten. He was so sweet. And I used to say, how do you do a plant show? What do you do? What are you talking about? Plants? What are you talking about? What's a plant show? It's green. It's brown. What does it look like? It's a plant. And I would always call in on the hotline, Florida Gardening. And I would call him up and I would do, he was so nice he never ever said anything to make the host nice to come up in these unintelligible accents. And of course, Tampa was a big, you know, Cuban community. So he says, okay, let's go to Pepito. You're on Florida Garden. I said, oye, Gil, listen to me. He said, you got something to make it rising, to make it a ropa de un, it's no puri de uh, bemiculai, y orto, y for la solamex. So I would go on to this stuff and never said any, and he never said to me, well, uh, I don't know what you're saying, sir, you, you're not speaking. <laughs> he just talked to me and I'd slip a few words in there. So anyway, so the program director, he'd get furious because he knew it was me. So he's calling up the hotline. Guess which number I'm using? The hotline. He can't get through because all the other lines are full. I'm on the hotline because I'm not going to wait. So the program director is going nuts calling up. I can't tell you what we did. It was, what other people did, it was filthy. Filthy. 
some of the most. Look at this. Sitting on the porch, watching the mallards, geese, and big old snapping turtles in the pond. Some Irish coffee, too. Isn't that beautiful? Anyway, listen, I've got to, I'm going to let you go. I know you're busy. Thank you for this. To all of you wonderful Snapchatters, God bless you for that. Snapchatters. It says not Snapchatters, Super Chatters. Snapchatters. Did I call you that? I'm so sorry. I'm so, I, I'm so, so sorry. But thank you immensely for your kindness. We'll be back tomorrow again. Uh, I just want to tell you, there's so many. I, if I had my way, seriously, if I had my way, I wish somehow I could go back to the way radio used to be. There's a show, there's a station that has people, I walk in and they look like people that should never be on radio and I love that. I'm serious. I want people who are just regular folks. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll be back tomorrow at 8 o'clock. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for everything. You have been just terrific. Uh, Until then, let me remind you as we always do, again, your kindness. By the way, here's the official poll. Would you like to hear the the poll results? The poll results. It's, um, will Clarence Thomas be impeached? Interestingly enough, 81% of you said no. That's shocking. Shocking. Thrice daily? Yeah, I don't know about that. Maybe twice. Uh, let me know. Uh, should we maybe, maybe one of the evening? Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I don't want to, I don't want to overdo this. I don't want to oversaturate you. As far as I'm concerned. In any event, thank you. Have a great and a glorious day. See you tomorrow. Same bad time, same bad channel, 8 a.m. Until then, remember, the monkey's dead. The show's over. Sue ya. Dead, dead.